Good morning. It's Forever Young bringing you two more than money. We've got a gorgeous, gorgeous Saturday morning out there. It's brisk. It's cool. It's a fall morning. It's exactly what it should be. I don't see a cloud in the sky, and we are 67 stories up here in the Clear Channel Tower, and if there were clouds, we would see them. Mm -hmm. Whoa, there's a jet. (laughs) That was low. Um, bottom line is welcome. Welcome to you. Welcome to your host, Alyssa Young. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, giggling already. Already. I guess, I, hey, I'm an entertaining kind of guy. Mm-hmm. What can I tell you? I can't help myself. See? See? <laughs> See? There's a lot of people shaking their heads out there going, no, I think you should. <laughs> um, so... Uh, if you are a loyal listener to More Than Money, you know exactly how this works. Momentarily, I will give you three different ways that you can join the show. We invite you to do exactly that. As we lay claim to being the most relevant financial show on radio today, on radio, on TV, gosh, multimedia, we are the most relevant show available today because you are the heart of the show. You set the agenda. You determine what we talk about each and every week. With your calls and your emails, your comments, your questions, you send those to us and we make sure that we answer it to the very best of our ability and uh, taking advantage of all of my 780 years of experience. Happy to serve you this morning. If you're joining us for the very first time in very general terms, uh, we talk about all manner of financial topics, retirement, Investments, of course, uh, income tax issues, Roth IRAs and standard 401ks and HSAs and SOBs, all those kinds of things, Uh, estate planning concepts and executors and guardians and trustees, business ideas. We cover all those in general. Those are the topics. We don't talk in general. We talk in very much specifics, very specific ideas, very specific answers to very specific questions that you may have. Uh, I will uh, share with you again momentarily three different ways that you can join us. And when you send me your emails this morning, make sure you put them in in like uh, 16 point font because I was sure I had a set of reading glasses in my bag Uh-oh. and I don't. <laughs> so when you send them to me, send one word at a time, make it really giant. will braille help every bit as much as braille helps at the drive-through atm yes what yes yes (laughs) okay i'm at the atm driving through and there's braille how does that work i'm just i want to if anyone knows please call or if anybody knows somebody who is going to use it i want to be there to see it i want to Actually, I would be the only one to see it. See how I did that? Oh. See that? That's what? Braille. It's Braille. Come on. Gave me the clap. Nice. Um, so if you will uh, uh, in what uh, allow us to serve you this morning, 610-720-7900. You talk to Mr. Sunshine, Mr. John Elliott. Um, or as we probably should refer to him going forward as Don Elliott's little boy, John. Because we got to see Dawn last Mm. Sunday over at the State Theater. haven't seen her in a while. And she looks great. She looks really healthy and and bubbly. Yes, big smile. The way Dawn always looks. Mm. She's fantastic. (laughs) And then there's John. So uh, Dawn Elliott's little boy, John. 
You'll talk to little John, Johnny. little Johnny Elliott. So if you join us, six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred, you may send us emails. You can send your standard emails, your just normal emails to Alyssa. I can a- see A L Y S. Well, I'm not sure. You're you're asleep behind this morning. Uh, I am, <laughs> but I can read. She it. can still read. Okay, A L Y S S A at askmtm.com. A L Y S S A at askmtm.com. You may certainly send me your emails. I can certainly read your emails. Gene G E N E at askmtm.com. And if you want to test that out, send me one right away, and I'll prove to you that I can do that. It's because I have my phone set on the brightest setting ever. I actually showed Mark something on my phone uh, when we were on our trip to Atlanta. He went, oh, my God, I think I've burned my retinas. Because, so, you know, Mark being a sensitive, always, you know, kind and uh-huh. compassionate uh-huh. person. Oh, my God, I think I burned my we retinas. We could turn the lights off in here and your phone oh, would yeah, light you up said, the whole. Well, we, it actually, we could use it to help land the airplanes over at the airport. So it's kind <laughs> of a... <clears throat> we're on the glide path. So, and we're 67 stories up. So, and if you would like to share our show, easily done. Uh, choose the people that you care about, the people that you know that you, they would like to make good financial decisions or they would like to have their questions asked and answered. Certainly. Uh, iHeartMedia allows us to do that through our, our website, morethanmoneyonline.com. More than moneyonline.com. Uh, go to the uh, uh, red button, the listen live button. You're connected. So whether you're further afield, coast to coast, north and south, if you've got internet, you've got our show. Or maybe you're right around the corner, but you're working and you're kind of hoping the boss doesn't like uh, <clears throat> check it out. Or maybe you're working and you're just on your headsets and you throw it on and you do a little Bluetoothing and uh, off you go. So happy to have you join us in any of those ways, all of those ways, and happy to answer your questions at More Than Money. Lots uh, going on, but our audience is waiting with bated breath, which I always thought meant they were eating worms and like sardines and stuff, because that's bait. Gross. Chum. That's gross. But that's not what it means at all. They're very anxious to hear. How did Nazareth do last night? <laughs> uh, Nazareth is now 8-1 and one for the season because they beat Whitehall 35-7 to seven last night. Wow. Yeah. It was... Um, it was a defensive shutdown. Yeah, it was. Um, that one touchdown was a, you know, little breakaway that... If you watch the highlight video, you can see my son running feverishly <laughs> after the running back. He was actually being held really bad <laughs> um, and you could see him trying to get away from this guy who's holding him so that he could chase down the running back mm. and he tried his best but could not catch him he said to me that guy's fast <laughs> <laughs> but that was his only opportunity uh to score and because the defense did not let whitehall do much of anything last night and our offense scored a few different ways i think mason scored twice nolan twice um and sunny went went into the the quarterback um scored one of the touchdowns so our quarterback had like a funny bone injury at one point his fingers were like tingling and Mm. he came out um uh, on this and we saw him on the sideline he's like shaking his hand and and so our backup quarterback is our kicker and andrew's good friend chris bugby so he went in one throw touchdown pass it was (laughs) 
It was awesome. So how was your how was your season? Well, I was one for one, and I scored a touchdown. Whoa! Yeah. Quarterback rating 158. <laughs> now this is the kid who made two 42-yard field goals last in the week. game against yeah. the Bears last week. Yeah, so that was pretty exciting. That is exciting. Um, but yeah, they're they're pumped. They did great last night. It was fun. Congratulations! Thank you. Hopefully, the game was clean. Everybody respectful and. Uh yeah, they're only. Um, thing i saw that was upsetting was the other team's coach freaking out at one point about mm. a um i don't remember what penalty they had called on them like a pass interference call or something like that and he was on the field freaking out yelling and screaming and stuff mm. um, frustrating. but it happened it's, it's frustrating yeah. they had twice had too many men on the field 12 oh, counting oh <laughs> such a challenge <laughs> Such a challenge. Yeah. yeah so they, it's all—it's a whole mathy thing, you know. Yeah, so it's like, well, you lose track. It's, but it's got to be frustrating because Whitehall's a good school. They've—they've they've got traditionally really good sports programs, and then to to kind of feel like you're kind of feeling the beat down. That that's a tough yeah. spot to be. Yeah. But you would hope coaches would have a It was a early little, in the game too, wasn't uh, it? Maybe he knew where it was going to go. Maybe. But yeah, just, otherwise um you know not a lot of like, you know, penalties, nothing. No, oh, good deal. Yeah, it was good a good day. it was a good deal. It's always uh I mean, I go back a thousand years to when uh, well, mostly at, at our high school we had uh, intramural stone throwing, stick breaking, you know, stuff like that. It was a different kind of sports because it was you know it was older it was a long time ago yeah we did stuff uh, j- jump over the creek you know stuff like that well we call it crick so crick jumping <laughs> crick jumping which uh hey i was pretty good at uh, well as long as it was a small crick but anyway um yeah you, you get rivalries and then you have uh, a chance to get to meet some of the kids that uh, when when you're competing you go i hate that guy then you get to meet him in some other thing. That's a great guy. Mm. So, sports has a, a way of uh, of transcending, of uh, of getting past the the frustrations, and especially with a little bit of time, mm. a little bit of time. Yeah. Uh, recently, a gentleman that was one of our arch rivals who went on to play pro football uh, in the NFL, uh, Artie Owens, uh, arch rival from Strasburg. He's now, uh, gosh, uh, mid to late 60s, and he's just a, just a good guy. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> trying to, and of course at the time, yeah, break his leg. <laughs> break his leg. Speaking of breaking a leg, not, how about the Phillies? Oh, yeah. Wow, up two games to one, and, uh, and they're in their own home ballpark. Theori- I mean, they're playing today and tomorrow. Not not even in theory. They could close it out. That's exciting. Philly. It is exciting. And it's, uh, I don't know uh, Thompson, the uh, the manager, very well. I, I knew him more from his days as a Yankee coach. Uh, he was there with uh, Derek Jeter for most of Jeter's career. And Derek Jeter calls him the best baseball man he's ever known. Oh. And he took over from Joe Girardi, who was another former Yankee, former Yankee manager, and Girardi, apparently, what's the right word? It's a technical, it's a baseball term. Oh, yeah, he sucked. And um, Thompson took over and just apparently the chemistry is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mentioned that specifically because chemistry is, in, in sports particularly, really important. I know Andrew, Sonny, uh, a lot of the, those guys, they've been playing together a long time. Yeah. And they like each other. Yeah, they do. 
on the field and off. Yeah. They like each other. That chemistry really, it, 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 it's an intangible. You can't measure it, but it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Very true in our world as well. It is. Talk to people a little bit about how, how important is chemistry in terms of an advisor and their client. And, and in your practice, how do you measure it? It's um, important because you want to be able to trust each other, right? So um, the way that we do things, you have a relationship with your financial advisor because we see each other a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We have quarterly reviews, so we're talking at least four times a year. Um, And, of course, we're always available more often than that if you need us. Um, So you don't want to really spend that much time with somebody that you don't get along with is really what it comes down to. It's pretty simple. So, um, you you know, we look at it like when we have meetings coming up, we're going to enjoy sitting down with those people and and talking. And our meetings, um, the majority of the time we spend talking isn't really necessarily about financial stuff. It's more about what's going on in your life. And I always say to people that it's important to have those conversations often so that I can do my job well. Because if I don't know what's going on with you, if something's changed or something's coming up that's important, um, I might not be able to uh, accom- help you accommodate that, you know, and, and, and change your strategy if necessary and things like that. So um, chemistry is really important so we can have those conversations. We can be open and honest um, and, you know, there's no hesitation to reach out to talk um, because you want to make sure that we're on the same page. And as far as how to measure it, it's pretty simple. It's like would I want to talk to this person four times a year or not? Like you can kind of just tell. Um, And I think that I've actually had a couple of conversations recently with people who said, you know, they, it was important to them too to just sit down and figure out if it feels like the right place to be. Um, And a lot of people say that it's just, they have, they just have the right feeling. They come in, they're comfortable. Um, It feels homey in the office and um, they enjoy the conversation and they're like, yeah, this is it's the right fit. You just know. Yeah. And let's and let's be um, balanced in our assessment. Um, chemistry fit uh, is a two way street. Yeah. So folks come in and if they are of a certain mind, um, hey, I would like a long term relationship. Hey, I would like to be able to meet often. Hey, I would enjoy, I would appreciate uh, that kind of, uh, of personal touch. Likely 80% likely the chemistry is going to be there. If there are folks who are more driven by what's the most money you can make me, uh, is anybody here a a multimillionaire? Uh, I've had clients in the past, prospective clients in the past say, well, show me your net worth statement so I know you're worth more than I am. Because why would I take advice from somebody who's not as successful as I am? And I have uh, nearly always, not always, uh, nearly always, politely invited them to get the hell out. Um, We recently had a question from one of Mark's clients about, uh, well, you know, what is uh, an investment that Mark recommended? Hey, does Gene own it? And how much does he have? And what kind does he have? And what's he doing? And and the answer is it's two, twofold. Number one, it's, it's none of your damn business what Gene has. And number two, it's insanely irrelevant mm-hmm. what Gene has. Uh, not unlike, it's an analogy I've used many times, 
um, you, the doctor says you should be taking um, Rescue 1250. Well, do you take it? Um, first of all, none of your business. Second of all, what would that, what does that tell you if I do or if I don't, if I don't have the same issues that you do, why would I take it? And if I do and I do, okay, so what? That doesn't really change the the, the fact pattern. Mm -hmm. So it is incredibly important. And and most people are really nice, like 99% really wonderful people. And, and really wonderful people can come through our doors and decide it's not for them. Mm-hmm. That, that it's, just, it's just not the right fit. Um, all of our advisors, all of our advisors are wonderful. I mean, not Alyssa, but everybody yeah, else. Everyone else. Everyone else, really, really wonderful. But they're all different. Mm-hmm. They all have different styles. They all have different communication um, patterns and how they communicate and, and um, levels of tolerance. Mine's the lowest. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, but bottom line is, uh, chemistry is such a, an incredibly important thing in sports. It's such an incredibly important thing. Um, we we talk about our, our litmus test is when we meet you. Um, we're trying to figure out whether we would be willing to spend the next twenty years with you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that takes uh, one date. And you go, oh, I fell in love. They're fantastic. I, they walk through in ten minutes. You realize they're wonderful people, and you'd love to spend time. And sometimes it takes a few dates. Yeah, it's true. And we got to figure that stuff out. <laughs> um, a very special group of folks uh, have started started many years ago a program called Through These Hands. Uh, Bruce and Doreen Shannon are the founders, and they have wonderful volunteers, countless volunteers that have helped them over the years and continue to help them now. They take medical supplies and equipment from where they're no longer needed to places where they are desperately needed. And over the years, they have, I've lost track of the millions of dollars of equipment and supplies, and I've lost track of the number of countries. The last I remember, it was either in the high 40s or high 50s, the number of countries that they have sent equipment and supplies to. Um, Doreen, as a uh, former nurse, well, I guess you're never a former nurse, as a nurse mm-hmm. who was with, uh, and don't let him leave without me talking to him. Do not leave without me talking to you. Okay. Um, as a former nurse and current nurse, uh, formerly with Lehigh Valley Hospital Network, uh, saw, hey, things that were being discarded, things that were being, hey, it expired. Hey, it discontinued. Hey, there's a better machine. We can get rid of that machine. And decided that that wasn't going to happen anymore. And over many years, millions of dollars, mil- millions of lives impacted. Dawn's little boy. (laughs) Uh, Millions of people impacted. They're having a fundraiser today. Fabulous Fall Fest. They've had it every Mm -hmm. year, every October. Uh, Lots of years we were there, unfortunately. They're unable to be there this year. Um, But if you go up to the Bethany Wesleyan Church in Cherryville, it's downtown Cherryville. Don't do the Beltway. Because if you go the Beltway out into the suburbs, (laughs) oh, yowza. You could be out there for, for decades. The, the suspenders print. Oh, geez. Uh, there's a there's humor in there somewhere. We just haven't found it yet. So uh, they start at nine. They go, I think, until three, maybe four. They have baked goods and they have uh, oh, the handcrafts. Uh, the the, uh, the crafts that they have are amazing. You could do your entire Christmas shopping today right there. And everything benefits through these hands. So 
go up, say hi to uh, Doreen, say hi to Bruce, uh, tell him you heard about it on the show. Uh, Cherryville, a whopping, what do you figure, 11 minutes from here? Yeah, nice yeah. ride up. Nice ride. Ride. Lots of color in the, in, oh, yeah, it'd be absolutely gorgeous. Can we get you a microphone? That'd be great. a nice ride in the country today beautiful country ride and beautiful church nice people oh, and the, the baked goods if you ever if they, they're having baked goods today oh yeah oh, those serving up yeah. food Ooh, mm. yowza. Yeah. now people will say people who don't pay attention um you know it's a shame people don't go to church anymore mm-hmm. that church had to build an expansion and i won't my memory won't be precise, but it'll be close. I think their sanctuary holds over a thousand people. I think you might be right, yeah. Wow. Well, then they also had to then expand to Lee Heighton. Multiple locations, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Lots of churches, dynamic, lots of churches being active. And they share their space with through these hands and lots of folks there. One, every time we've ever been there, one of the things that, that, that just jumps right off the page at you is... They start, they bring all the, the uh, vendors together before they open the doors, and they pray. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. We did that for Love Ran Red. Oh, fantastic. I did not realize that. I understand that that, that, that went really, really well. Yes. Good for you. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about Hal Manti. Yes. Um, your listeners have heard all week long that he was on a ride. Mm-hmm. Um, some had suggested he was sent off by his wife, but mm-hmm. that's a different story. Yes. We'll, yeah. we'll get the backstory yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but he finished. Yes, he did. He and did. He, he did great. He did. Uh, th- he finished by about three o'clock yesterday and uh, did the 141.3 miles on the DNL Rail Trail in three days at 68 years old. <laughs> and he was trying to raise a lot of money for uh, three different organizations: mm-hmm. Falls of Honor, also for Samaritan's Purse to help the people in Florida, and then Bright Hope Pro Life Pregnancy Center. So. I know I gave, you gave. Mm. Uh, he had a very ambitious goal, and I said, Hal, I think you're pushing it. So um, we, we, I think we're around $10,000, which for a three-day ride, especially, you know, I said if it was a different week, he wanted to do it in the fall. And I said, we got to keep it away from Folds of Honor. And then he did it right after spaghetti dinner. So our listeners are generous, but you can't keep asking people to give and give and give. And yet they did, and they got him to about $10,000. So that's Pretty good. Um, For a three-day ride, that's pretty good. And uh, gosh, he he probably he's sixty-eight, so it's yeah. unlikely he'll be able to do this more than twenty or thirty more times. Yes, I would say. I would hope. I would hope. I told him, why don't you get a longer trail? You know, do the one out from Pittsburgh down to Maryland. I mean, come on, give yourself a challenge. <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> don't sit here and expect us to say how great you were at sixty-eight years old doing one hundred and forty-one miles in three days. Come on, man. I've done one hundred and forty-one miles. It, Taking me ten months. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did it. I can do it in about two hours if uh, the the interstate's pretty clear and, <laughs> and the ridge lines performing well. Well, better the interstate than <clears throat> Grandview or yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Well, thank you so very much, yes, sir. Yes, I, 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 he was driving and asked me. I was driving and he asked me for an address and I couldn't remember the. Your address, so I just in Falls of Honor, so he just sent it to me. Well, uh, you're absolutely right. We were very. I was. Happy to hear about it. Had not heard about it until you were talking about it on your show. So yeah. that, that as as so many of us do, we find out all the important stuff we need to know from the, the Bobby Gunter Wall Show. Uh, listen every morning, get all the good stuff. 
And I went, wow, that's fantastic. And of course, the organizations that he was sponsoring, that fits our value system hand in glove. So happy to do that. Um, yeah, you pledged. I know they appreciate it. They really do. So. Uh, it, it just uh, good people. Oh, my gosh. You know, he gave stuff. a ton of money. I don't even want to say why, but he gave a lot of money for the spaghetti dinner. I also know he gave money for Fools of Honor. Without a doubt. And, and donated have... tons of flags. Yes. So that that event, we were we were flags from coast to coast. Yeah, he, so he helped with that. He's helped with every one of our fundraisers, but you go back to back from Fools of Honor to the Love Ran Red, and he did a big thing there. And then, like you said, the flags, then mm-hmm. the, the bike ride, and he's now, in the next week, I believe, headed down to Florida with some of his crews. He'll be paying for them to stay in hotels and wow. help constru- rebuild down in Florida. Well, I appreciate you taking yeah. time out yes, so that you can give us guy. an update Thank because you. our audience is often your audience. Yes, and yes. I'm sure that they were wondering as well. Which means they're all in prison and they're a captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's a knee slapper. Actually, it should be a face slapper on the way out. Schmack. See you, brother. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Great report indeed. Uh, He keeps saying 68 like it's old. Old. I mean, Gunther's 68, so I get that he would feel that it would be old. I get Mm. that, but for the rest of us? Come on, buddy. Come on. We only got 25, 30 more good years left. (laughs) And then there's the next... Then there's that last 10. (laughs) We're coming up on our first break. If you would like to join us in our show, first of all, if you'd like to break the ice on the phone, 610-720-7900. That's always greatly appreciated. If you would like to join us by email, Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. You may do the same for Gene, G-E-N-E at askmtm.com morethanmoneyonline.com. We'll take your calls, your emails, your questions after this on More Than Money. to register with you specifically what else is new uh-huh. <laughs> well actually you make an excellent point Go there. Ahead. okay mm-hmm. um this whole new bumper music thing yeah uh we, we've kind of given uh, uh don elliott's little son uh, son little, little johnny. johnny 
uh, kind of free reign, and he's been picking up some really good because he'll pick up a vibe from a conversation. Throw that in, Rocky, this rubber band. Yeah. God, he's got all that stuff, which is good. You got to admit, it's really good. Yeah, I think yeah. he's having fun with the it. The problem is, it's really hard to cut off a good piece I of know. music. I know it's really hard. So you know, I, I sorry, uh, I'm sorry. For years, long before you were here, mm-hmm. for years. It was just the Natalie, same, Natalie, old, Natalie. boring. It was never hard to cut her off. It was just like, okay, let's get back because we're gonna we're gonna fall asleep. John right. forgot who Natalie Merchant is. No, he didn't. Yeah, <laughs> right. so welcome back, more than money, Gene Dickinson, your co-host, Alyssa Young, your host, Forever Young, your host. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. You can break the ice. And uh, Alyssa, A-O-Y-S-S-A, at AskMTM.com, MoreThanMoneyOnline.com. We talked about the Phillies doing really, really well. Yankees, not so much. Mm -hmm. The very first game of this season, the Phillies won the very first game. The Yankees won. And I predicted on air they would meet in the World Series. And now it looks like... Um, You're halfway the, right. I'm, it, it looks like we've got a shot. Certainly the Phillies seem to have a much better shot than the Yankees do. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't that be wonderful? So fantastic. Congratulations to Hal Manti for his uh, fundraising ride. Over $10,000 raised. A lot of effort, a lot of work, and he did a really, really wonderful job. Fantastic. Uh, Nazareth football, congratulations. 35-7 over Whitehall. Head up to uh, uh, Cherryville. If you have that opportunity, it's a gorgeous day to be out there. If you're interested in uh, handmade gifts and crafts and great food and great people and supporting a great organization through these hands, the Bethany Wesleyan Church, downtown Cherryville, it is the place to be. Opens at 9, and we'll go through, I think, about 3 this afternoon helping out uh, uh, through these hands. They move uh, medical equipment and supplies from where they're no longer needed to where they are desperately needed. If I remember right, one of the machines they've moved is um, was like an MRI machine. It was like a $250,000 piece wow. of equipment that the hospital had upgraded to a new version and they had no need for, and that got replay, or placed somewhere that they... Oh, unbelievable. So um, please be there. Uh, head on down if you're not going north because... Go to Bethlehem, go to Toasted and Roasted, pick up one of their mugs or one of their travel mugs and have a great uh, coffee-based beverage. Or they've got some other really interesting stuff, some some refreshers and uh, always some tasty treats. Mm -hmm. So head on down there. I think I've covered most of what I wanted to cover other than uh, we are in the midst of an October surprise in the markets as the stock markets have risen rather nicely. If you're looking at your September statement going, uh, wait, because as of right now, three weeks in, nice returns in October. 610-720-7900. We go to the phones. We talk to Bob. Bob, good morning. Good morning, Jane. How are you folks today? Very well. How may we serve you? Do you have a question? I, I am 72 this year. And, of course, then I have to start making my RMDs. I have a um, what was in an ESOP program, an employee stock option program from a company. I, I'm still working, but this company I'm no longer working with, so I've been informed I need to take the RMD you know, from this program. Sure. Um, my question is, I have the option, obviously, of t- 
taking it this year or waiting and taking it next year before, I guess, April 1st. If I wait and take it in next year, is the um, is the amount calculated based on the value of the stock at the beginning of 2023, or is it still based on the value of the stock at 2022? Go ahead. <laughs> it's based on the value of the stock on December 31st of 2021. 21. Okay, 20. Same thing. So it yes. doesn't it doesn't change if I wait the extra three months. It doesn't it doesn't change with the lower value now of that stock. No, the only thing that will change is your is the tax year in which it will be taxed. So if you're in a circumstance where right now, uh, and I'm picking silly numbers, this year you're going to have a three hundred thousand dollar taxable income, and next year you're going to have a thirty thousand dollar taxable income. Pushing it off makes a lot of sense. If if the reality is that your tax bracket's going to be approximately the same both years, then there's really no advantage in, in pushing it off other than you, you get to not pay the tax on it for theoretically 15 months. Although, to be fair, uh, well, practically speaking, almost everybody has the taxes withheld from the distribution. So the, the, the gains are, are, are modest, uh, I suppose, considering that interest rates have come up quite a bit, if it's going to be a large tax, you could take the distribution, say, early part of January. You might even take both distributions because you will have to take one by April 1st and one by the end of the year. You might take both of them in January, not have the tax withheld, keep all the money invested in something super safe. Two-year treasuries now are paying four and a quarter, mm-hmm. four point three, uh, and and earn interest on the money that you're going to end up paying in tax in April of 2024. So there's there's a, a little wrinkles, little bits and pieces, uh, but for most folks, 95 percent plus, the complexities of all that, the mechanics of all that, are kind of a pain, and and they they tend to do things a bit more simple. Uh, if there's not a great advantage one way or another, they keep it simple. They take their first one at 72 and their second one at 73. All right. Very good. I appreciate the answer. Oh, you're Thank very you very well. much. And you guys have a wonderful day. You, you too. too, sir. God bless. God bless. Yeah, required minimum distributions. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's just so easy. It's just such a... So straightforward. It's so straightforward. You gotta, there's just nothing <laughs> that you really have to worry about when you're <laughs> talking about those kinds of things. Mm. I had another one, if I could put my... I feel like I'm Bobby Gunter Walsh now right now going, where did I put that? There's, It's got to be here somewhere. Yeah, yada, what you, yada. What are you looking for? Oh, here it is. Uh, oh. A follow-up oh. to a question about RMDs sure. just for fun. Okay, so this is an email um, that says, I have a question regarding RMDs. Oh. I have several accounts which were pre-tax retirement funds, a 403B, a traditional IRA, and a 457. I know there is a set amount I will need to withdraw at age 72. The administrator for the 457 states I will need to take withdrawals from that account. I suspect his comment addresses the specifics of the 457 plan design. I thought if I took out what IRS calculates as my RMD based on total from all funds, they really are not concerned as to what fund it came from. What do you advise? <sighs> do you want to give uh, this uh, individual the bad news? or? or? Yeah, sure. 
I'll be the bad guy. We'll play good cop, bad cop. <laughs> um, because you have three different types of accounts here, you actually have to take the RMD three times, three separate mm. RMDs, one from each. If you have multiple IRAs, you can take from one. You can calculate the total RMD and take it from one account. But while you have these three separate accounts, each one needs its own RMD withdrawn. Um, if you were to combine them, just to give an example, like let's say you did a rollover from your 403B and your 457 into the IRA before you took your RMDs, then you can take one RMD from one account, the total amount all at once. But while they are separate entities, you've got separate RMDs. Yes, Alyssa makes an excellent point. If your target, if your objective is simplicity, you have the option to roll the 457 and the 403B into your IRA. And then you have one account, one two, two less things to worry about, one RMD, not three. It really does simplify things. I would love to say that making that decision is that simple. That's not the only factor to consider. No, like what are some of the other factors you might consider? Um, well, cost. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, 403Bs, 457s have lower expenses. Mm -hmm. So um, you're not paying as much to manage the investments there. Sometimes the investments inside those plans are ones that you really, really like. Mm -hmm. You don't want to give them up. Like guaranteed return of some kind. Yeah, like a fixed rate or something like that. Sure. And there have been times in the past where those kind of considerations basically ended the discussion Hey, we're just going to leave it there because it's way less expensive and they're fine. Yeah. Uh, in today's investment market, it's considerably more challenging because so many of the 403Bs, 457s, 401Ks have relatively limited investment options. And there are so many evolving investment platforms, fixed annuities, fixed indexed annuities, RILAs, uh, registered index length annuities, structured notes, buffered ETFs that f- in almost every case do, are not found in 457, 403Bs, right. 401K. So right. you've got to look at it very carefully, look at the pros and cons, compare them carefully. As a matter of fact, if you work with a trusted, experienced financial advisor and you say to them, I would like to roll, this is crazy, three RMDs, this is nuts. Eventually it's gonna be a problem. Let's just roll everything together. They will be required to do that analysis for you. Yes. Tell you exactly how much uh, you're currently paying, exactly what your uh, fee structure would be if you do the rollover, exactly what the benefits and the detriments would be in Mm -hmm. doing that. They're required by law to do that. So again, if you're looking to do an IRA rollover, may very well be in your best interest. But if you work with a trusted, experienced financial advisor, they're going to make sure that it's in your best interest. Uh, 610-720-7900. Yes. It reminds me of something uh, that I just dealt with this week. Uh, Another reason some people might like the IRA route um, I helped a client this week uh, who just decided to roll over um, two retirement accounts into an IRA um, to do a qualified charitable distribution from the IRA. So she had not taken her RMD yet from her deferred compensation plan or her IRA where it used to be. 
and we're putting them together in an IRA I'm managing, and um, she's doing her first QCD. So we set that up to come out, and it's her combined RMD from the two accounts going to a charity that she supports. And for everyone out there hearing QCD and thinking, is is that an STD? No, it's not. It's not. Uh, QCD, Qualified Charitable Distribution, is a really, really, really interesting option for tons and tons of people. And it is still, as much as we have talked about it, and we've talked about it a fair amount, it is still widely unknown. Mm -hmm. Uh, So many folks, uh, we'll pick on Bob. Bob is 72. Uh, He has saved a fair amount of money. He's got uh, ESOP. He's probably got a 401k, an IRA. He's got some dollars. And if he is typical of the clients that we serve, he also is a person of generous spirit. And he may be supporting a church, he may be supporting a synagogue, he may be supporting Folds of Honor or, um, gosh, the Salvation Army, the the list goes on and on. Uh, Exactly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So um, he's already doing that. Uh, And and just, I'm going to pick a number, let's say that collectively he uh, contributes $400 a month to to wherever he, uh, his heart tells him to give money. Well, uh, is it deductible? For the vast majority of people, no. No, the standard deduction is so significant now. Most folks, when they're getting their RMDs, don't have large mortgages, large interest payments. They don't have enough to make it uh, a deductible item. So they take their RMD, they pay tax, and then they give money, and they don't get any advantage, no tax deduction. QCD says send the money directly from the IRA not taxed and doesn't affect your Medicare premiums. So it's a very, very effective way. And I, I know it has happened to you, perhaps in this case, it's certainly happened to me where I've mentioned to somebody and they go, what? Yeah. But how, how did, what? Yeah. That's really cool. So hopefully as you're thinking about it, if you're in the uh, time frame, by the way, RMDs affect folks who are 72 and older. QCDs affect folks who are 70 and a half and older. That's right. And you can give a tremendous amount of money. Uh, if your RMD is five, 10, 15,000, that's very easy. I think the maximum QCD is in the 120 range. I thought it was 100,000. Well, let's call it 100. Right. Yeah, it's... call it 100, please. 100. That's fabulous. Yeah. If you're giving away 100 grand, you call us. <laughs> we'll make sure you do it right. The standard deduction is going up in 2023 to 27700 for married couples. Get out! Do I no, seriously, to? get out. Okay, bye. No. Uh, Greg, <laughs> that's, sorry, standing joke in our office. Every time Greg hears something surprising, he goes, get out! I go, I own the place. <laughs> so the 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 uh, standard deduction next year will be, again, what number? 27700 for married couples. 13,850 for single filers. So if you are a married couple and your your itemized deductions, what would appear on your schedule A, medical expenses, charitable deductions, interest payments, uh, real estate taxes, casualty losses, which almost nobody ever gets, and and some other miscellaneous, if they don't total at least 27,000 bucks, you get no benefit. You're already getting the benefit. And for those of you who are either tax clients of uh, the uh, MTM Financial Group Tax Department headed up by Diane, 
if, if that is her real name. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Uh -huh. Don't let it slip. <laughs> if that is her real name. Uh, for those of you that are likely, which is 95% plus of you who are standard deduction people, um, the idea that you have over many years habitually collected all my, I have all my charitable receipts and they total $1,100 or they total $4,200. And that's what I have for my schedule. A. You, there's no need to bring them in. Yeah, there there was, was it two years when or one year because of COVID, they allowed that additional deduction. But 300 bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. not available no. anymore. No. So um, actually makes life much simpler, both for you and for your tax preparer, mm -hmm. which makes your f tax pre preparation fee lower, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Very good thing indeed. But great fun. So we've covered Bob. We covered that. Shall we move on? Sure. I'll read another email. Thanks. It says, I thought all financial advisors charge the same percentage fee, but I guess I was wrong. We've talked to three advisors, and their percentages go from 1.5% down to 0.75%. It's not a huge difference, but it will add up over time. Why are they different, and how do we know which one to pick? Good questions. Uh, yeah, there is not a set fee. There is not a, uh, um, a mandated or regulated fee Financial advisors, I've seen financial advisors charge as much as 2.5%. In the early days of charging fees, I saw financial advisors charge as much as 4.5%. They were trying to model themselves after mutual funds, which many years ago when you invested 100, 100 bucks in a mutual fund, when you got your first statement, it was worth $95.50. Really? Because they took four dot four and a half percent right off the top. Oh wow! So they were modeling after that. That did not last long. Several years of that, and and most of those advisors went broke because their clients went. Are you, are you kidding me? Seriously? Are you kidding me? Seriously? Seriously? <laughs> Out. So uh, fees have worked themselves uh, much much lower. Um, keeping in mind that. Um, since fees are not regulated, they are set by the advisor. How do you know which is worth the money? You've got to ask questions. You've got to, you've got to be interviewing hmm. your prospective financial advisor as if you were interviewing someone that you were going to hire. You've got to interview them. Yeah. You've got to ask tons of questions. There are lots of financial advisors who are not. They are not financial advisors. They are investment advisors only. Mm. Uh, last week, I believe it was, we had an email from a gentleman who worked, uh, has worked at Vanguard for 29 years. And he had questions about annuities and went to his Vanguard advisor and they went, we don't know anything about that. There are tons of advisors that if you go to them and ask about a income tax question, they will quickly say, we, we're not even allowed to talk to you about that. So on the lower end of the spectrum, that 0.75, maybe even 0.95, maybe even 1% flat, uh, you will likely receive investment advice only. You will get a QCD, not a topic that will be discussed. Mm -hmm. RMD strategies, maybe, probably not. Uh, if you're dealing on the commission side with folks who call themselves advisors, and by the way, that's violating the law when they do, uh, they are likely insurance uh, 
licensed only. And they're not even legally permitted to tell you that you can take money out of your IR, out of your 401k and put it into an IRA. That is a investment recommendation that they are not legally permitted to do. So, so many of the shows that are on so many of the less relevant shows that are on uh, radio these days, you got to call me, call me every, call me now, call me now, call me now. That's the entire show. Call me now. Uh, they are uh, insurance and annuity salespeople. And if they even suggest to you that you move money from a 401k to an IRA, you've got to leave the office because they already know they're violating the law. And now you know it. And if your advisor huh, is willing to violate the law to get your money, what else would he or she do? What else would he or she fib about? So that's something for you to think through. Uh, look at the ancillary um, services. services, some of which, like in our More Than Money Word head headquarters, what are some of the ancillary services? Um, the consultations you can have with our Medicare and Social Security specialist, um, an annuity audit, a consultation with our estate planning attorney partner about your estate documents, your will and your power of attorney and your medical directive, um, and, and life insurance audit, a free consultation with a reverse mortgage specialist. Um, tax advice, <laughs> tax advice and planning. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Journey guide. Journey guide is fabulous. What a great tool. It's being able to uh, map out your retirement, financial retirement and, and then compare what ifs. Mm -hmm. Hey, what if I work an extra year? What does that do? Hey, what if, uh, wh what if we take that big vacation we've already dreamed, always dreamed about, yeah. and then you find out it's easy. Or should we wait till 70 to start Social Security? Exactly. What if we turned this piece of our assets into an annuity that pays us a guaranteed income stream? What if we did a Roth conversion? <laughs> yeah. What if? What if? Yeah, yeah all those things. And, and those are services above and beyond the investment services that everybody loves to talk about because that's kind of the, that's the sexy stuff. Yeah. We get that. But, hey, when you can turn somebody's personal position from, I'm, I give to my church every week. Now you can give to your church and pay no income taxes on it. <gasps> that's priceless. Yeah, that's right. Really, really priceless. Um, fantastic. Fantastic. We've covered a lot of ground. 610-720-7900. Um, we have another full hour of more than money ahead of us. That gives you the opportunity to get your questions asked and answered, allow you to be part of the most relevant uh, financial show on radio. We have a question uh, that was sent to me uh, about an inherited IRA. Very interesting. couple little wrinkles. We'll go through that okay. uh, as we uh, come back from our break. If you have questions for us, you'd like to email, as this gentleman did, gives him a chance to give us some detail. Send that to Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, or to Gene, G-E-N-E, at askmtm.com as well. That works beautifully, beautifully. Speaking of beautifully, gorgeous day out there. Absolutely gorgeous day out there. Head on up to Cherryville. Go to the Bethany Wesleyan Church. Say hello to Bruce and Doreen Shannon for me and have a wonderful time at their fabulous Fall Fest. What? John's just like, I didn't forget you, Natalie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He was feeling bad. It's... <laughs> It's okay. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. We'll take your calls, your questions after this. 
Natalie after this <laughs> on More Than Money. I don't know how you keep on giving that for you, for everyone listening, and for your friends and family, that may the good Lord be with you. Indeed. And be with us for the next 53 and a half minutes as we offer up all of our service to you. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. If you were not with us in the first hour, you can pick that up on podcast. That will be set up Monday Around noon, John does his magic. Uh, well, Don's little boy, John, does his magic and uh, technologically gets the show in good shape, uh, sends it over to Megan. She does her magic and gets it posted to our website. So after Monday, you'll have access to that. We talked briefly in terms of housekeeping about the markets being up rather nicely. Dow up over 700 points yesterday. Well, Back up well over 30,000 on the Dow, S&P, NASDAQ up. All three major indices were up for the day and the week. Uh, The last three weeks, the Dow has been up. Major companies seemingly doing a bit better than the the tech-heavy NASDAQ or the smaller cap companies. Uh, But across the board, I think October, uh, we're three weeks in. It's looking pretty good. It's looking pretty good. So keep your fingers crossed for the this week to come. Maybe we get you a really nice um, account statement on uh, at the end of October. Uh, Nazareth football wins big, 35-7 over uh, Whitehall. Fantastic. Hal Manti completed 141 miles on the bike. Um, my tailbone hurts just hearing that. <laughs> I'm just going, ouch. I hope he had one of those sheepskin seat covers because that's, <laughs> Ouch. Um, and raised a ton of money for wonderful organizations. Congratulations uh, to him. The Phillies keep on rolling. That's impressive and exciting. I, I was not at the game last night in Philly, um, but I saw some posts of folks who were, and apparently the place was vibrating. Mm-hmm. The stadium actually was <laughs> vibrating. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. And if you are, uh, out and about, you've got two different directions you can go. Certainly north to Cherryville, just a few minutes away, uh, right downtown Cherryville to the Bethany Wesleyan Church for Through These Hands Fabulous Fall Fest. Great food, great crafts, great gifts, and you're supporting a wonderful organization. Or you can go a little bit further, uh, just a touch south of here to Bethlehem over a toasted and roasted grab a cup of coffee or any one of amazing coffee drinks and some uh, non-coffee, non-coffee, please. Uh, But that's the, that's the fan favorite of my wife, my daughters. They're in there for their chai tea lattes Mm. and their refresher drinks. And it's all good stuff. So tell them we said, Hey, maybe they'll give you a little discount. That'd be nice. So we've covered all of our housekeeping. I think, did we get them all? I think so. 
Excellent. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Alyssa at askmtm.com. Um, got an email from a gentleman who says, my uncle passed away suddenly in December of 2021 at 70 years and nine months. Ah, oh, bless him. Mm. I was fortunate to inherit his traditional IRA. I am 51. The IRA was legally put into my name as an inherited IRA in August of 2022. My uncle never took a distribution from his IRA. When do I have to take a distribution from this inherited IRA? Or am I simply able to liquidate it prior to 10 years after the death, uh, after the date of death of my uncle? Uh, I don't need the money. I'd like to distribute it over 10 years. It's about $100,000. Thank you both. She puts in both. Hey, please. <laughs> so um, pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has an inherited IRA. He's 51, doesn't need the money now. Uh, what's the rule? So he gets to follow the 10-year distribution rule for an inherited IRA, which, like he says toward the end of the email, um, you just simply have to liquidate it, you know, take all of the money out of the account before that 10th anniversary. So it doesn't have to be a certain amount every year. You can do it in spurts. You can do it all at once at the end of that 10 years. Uh, It's up to you. Uh, you, There's no required minimum distribution amount you need to follow or anything like that. You have the flexibility over those 10 years to take it out as you wish. Indeed. Uh, Taxable. Yes. Penalties. Um, ah. there would, well, there wouldn't be penalties unless you don't take it out within. 10 no, years. a lot of folks have the mistaken impression that if you're 51 younger than 59 and a half and you take money from an inherited IRA, that there's a penalty. There's not no, only when it's your own. IRA. Yes, that is correct. And so folks who are 51, 41, 31, 21, no penalties. It's one of the few cases where you can take money out of an inherited, out of any type of retirement account prior to 59 and a half and pay no penalty. We get questions pretty often, um, gosh, 100 grand. If he did take it out equal amounts, 10,000 a year, um, roughly, um, adds to his tax. Maybe he's in already a a higher tax bracket. Not, Mm -hmm. maybe not the happiest thing. One um, option that this gentleman will uh, should consider, uh, particularly if he's employed and has uh, the opportunity to participate in a 401k. Uh, 401k, you have a chart over there that gave you updates for 2023 of, of what were we talking about Tax earlier? Tax brackets? Or- well, how about maximum contributions to uh, 401ks? Yeah, that's changing. Um, next year as well so in 2023 you'll be able to contribute up to 22,500 um, into your 401k and if you're older than 50 you'll be able to contribute 30,000 so let's assume assume for the moment that uh, he is eligible to contribute he is he's 51 30,000 next year yeah Let's assume for a moment that up to this point he's been contributing ten thousand. Mm-hmm. That's a good contribution. Mm-hmm. Maybe his company matches part of that. Wonderful. He's been doing very very well. But if he chooses, he could instruct his company to increase his contribution 
to 30,000, an extra 20 grand. And because that comes right out of his paycheck, Mm -hmm. hey, how am I going to pay my bills? You take the 20,000 out of the inherited IRA. So the inherited IRA, 20 grand taxable. Right. Contribution to the 401k tax tax deductible. (laughs) One, it isn't exactly a wash. I wish I could tell you it, it just simply wipes out the dot. It doesn't, but it's really close. So for all practical purposes, uh, you're getting money out of the inherited IRA. You're getting it into your own retirement plan and end up paying virtually no additional tax. Do that five times over the next five years and the inherited IRA is gone and he has paid no income tax. He has converted it, so to speak. It really isn't a conversion. I shouldn't use that word. He has uh, transitioned it from a taxable account with lots of restrictions to a uh, tax-deferred, really important tax-deferred. There will be tax paid, but it will be hopefully many, many years in the future and gives him lots more flexibility. So something to take a peek at. Really appreciate uh, the email, sir. And uh, the detail, uh, it makes it much, much easier to give folks uh, information that's, that's relevant and useful uh, to them. 610-720-7900, Alyssa at AskMTM.com, Gene at AskMTM.com. Young lady writes, interested in purchasing an I-bond. I understand the interest rate consists of two parts. Can you explain that also? Why uh, is why the yield on the bond could actually fall to zero. I'm looking to purchase one for $10,000 this month, um, but not certain how to title the ownership. Thank you. And by the way, thoroughly enjoy the new music. <laughs> Signed Dawn. <laughs> no. <laughs> My little Johnny's doing such a nice job. He's doing a great job. Out of boy, Johnny. Johnny. Hey. Johnny, oh <laughs> yeah, once. <laughs> that's a that's a movie reference. Mm. Mark's listening. He got that right away. Yeah, his right away. So, um, I bonds interest is two parts. Most folks are not aware of that, and to be blunt, really doesn't have much of an impact for the average investor. Currently, because the inflation rate is so high. The interest rate on I-bonds, yes, two parts, the base rate and then the inflation adjustment rate. Um, the base rate currently is zero. In years past, it's been as high as two, two and a half percent, but currently zero. So with inflation currently around 8%, I-bonds are paying around 8%. Uh, the interest is set for six, six months. months. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to leave it in uh, for at least a year so mm-hmm. that you're not. Uh, exposed to a penalty and you can leave it in for as long as five years. So 10,000 bucks works. Um, it's a calendar year basis. That's a limit per person per calendar year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so in what, three months, less, less than three months, you'll be able to do it again if you wish. Uh, let's see if we covered all our questions, how to title the ownership. If you are an individual, you're going to title it in your name. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have somebody else that you care about, that may be something that you take a peek at. But in general, and I haven't worked with very many people, I haven't worked with anybody who has done an I-bond that was not in their name only. Hmm. Yeah, I, 
I know uh, I read I was reading for someone about whether you can gift them. Um, and so in order to title it in someone else's name, I believe you actually need to create a Treasury Direct account for that mm. person because they were wondering whether they could gift them without them knowing that they have these as gifts. Like, you know, Sneaky. and I, it doesn't appear that it's very easy to do that because they have they would be creating this account and would yeah. get notified they have one. Yeah. Mm. Uh, while you were uh, traveling last week. Uh, with uh, Joanna for soccer. We had an email about an individual who was uh, bemoaning the fact that you can't get through um, to the IRS on, on the website. You can't get through waiting on, no, on yeah. uh, by email. You can't get through by phone. It's, it's a, a real struggle, a real nightmare. So um, one individual this week uh, sent me an email saying, Hey, let your state rep or let your congressman know or let your senator know. Maybe they can shake somebody loose. And maybe they can. 610-720-7900. Gene at askmtm.com. Morethanmoneyonline.com. Do you, do you want to do? Sure. Yeah, dig in. All right. Here we go. It has taken me many months to write to ask your advice about our financial situation, but the financial advisor I hired many months ago has disappointed me, and so I'm turning to you as we would like to make a decision soon. We have never been financial planners. When younger, we didn't have much money to manage, and as my husband's salary increased over the years, we still did not attend to it. About 18 months ago, my husband was given leave without pay for nine months by his employer of 30 years, just as he turned 64, for failing to comply with their vaccination policy. Mm. Thankfully, they did continue our health care coverage during that time. He has now returned to work, but during that time, we had to dip into his retirement fund for our living expenses. I'm a 72-year-old artist, but not making money from my art currently. I do collect a pension and have been drawing my Social Security for about 10 years now, which gives me a combined income of $20,000 a year. My husband's fund was at about 700000 when this whole thing began. Without advice, we took out a home equity loan and paid off some high-interest credit card debt and our school loans that have been siphoning off money for decades. We did not have a government direct loan, so we were not eligible for the relief we might have gotten in that case. Uh, might have is the operative word. Doesn't look like it's going to happen now. Mm. The nine months brought the original retirement amount down to about 600000 The paying off of the cards and our school loans brought our debt up to approximately $300,000 total, but with much lower interest rates. As the loan amounts are now held by our credit union. This figure also includes our mortgage. Deep breath. This is a long one. Mm. We are thinking of making some changes in what we are doing, going to do with the my husband's retirement fund. Last year, he transferred half of the money, $300,000, to safer things that guarantee a 3% interest rather than being in the stock market. Right now, we are thinking of using the other half, which was left in stocks and bonds, to pay off the first mortgage and the second mortgage or the home equity loan. This would leave us at this time with approximately $300,000 as a retirement fund. If he takes his Social Security at his full retirement age, 
he will get about $2,400 per month. Of course, if he continues to work, his retirement fund would increase. And if he does not work past his full retirement age of 66 and a half, we would at least not have the burdens of these mortgages to pay out of his and my Social Security and my pension on a monthly basis. My husband is quite concerned with the unstable world situation in terms of financial security. He has little trust in the banks, our government, or the global economy as it now exists. Although I share some of his views, I by no means think I have the financial knowledge to guide us through these important decisions. I would be interested to know what you think of this proposal and or your recommendations for us. I want to thank you in advance for any help you can offer. Well, you're quite welcome. Um, that's a lot of information. It is. It's missing one critically important piece of information. How much money do they need to be able to spend every month? Exactly. Um, as, as now, and, and I've said this on air many, many times, we, we answer every single email back to the folks who send them to us. Some of them are on our shows. Some of them are not. We, we don't have enough time to cover all the emails. So uh, this uh, young lady has already been contacted. Um, I, I'm not sure which of our advisors is working with her, but I'm sure that question's already been asked. But for our purposes, we are in the dark. We don't know what her and her husband's uh, monthly needs are in retirement. What do they need so their bills are paid, they're happy, they're healthy? We don't know. Mm -mm. She's currently pension and social security combined 20 grand. That's a low number. Mm -hmm. She said she's what? 72 Mm -hmm. and mentioned that she's been getting social security for 10 years. That meant she popped it as, as early as she possibly could. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, that should have been a supplement. She was still working, still is still working. He's still working. That should have been seen as a supplement. That should have been used over 10 years to pay down debt. She's getting 20000 a year. That's two hundred grand towards debt. That does not sound like that's what happened. No. Now, if we look, if we had that number, if we knew what that number was, we could go a number of different directions. So he's going to end up with about 30000 a year. She's got 20000 a year. That gives him a little over four grand a month. If they say to us to pay our bills, current bills, including their debt, to be pay our bills, be happy, be healthy, we need thirty nine hundred a month. Wow! Now these answers become much easier. Mm-hmm. If the answer is we need fifty nine hundred a month, now they become much tougher, mm-hmm. much tougher. So, uh, was it the right thing to do to combine all the debt into a home equity loan and lower the interest rate? Yep. And hopefully it's a fixed interest rate. If it's a variable, they're going to be right back in the soup because mm-hmm. uh, interest rates have been rising so dramatically. But let's assume, let's pray that they are at a fixed rate. So getting rid of high interest credit card, high interest debt uh, for home equity makes perfect sense. Absolutely perfect sense. Uh, taking $300,000 out of their retirement fund, paying the tax is not going to give them enough money to pay off the 300,000. Right. She is, she is missing that critical point. Yes. And of course, as uh, well, he's not, well, we don't know if he's on Medicare yet. 
Uh, he just turned 64, so he is so, not. So he's not. And they, they, it sounds like they have health care coverage. They both have health care coverage through ah, his employer. Very good. Very, very good. So the Medicare premiums are not going to be a, a major concern for taking that out. Although, uh, actually, well, you'd have the life-changing event thing. Your premium is decided by your income from two years prior, right? Ah, so good. if they were to start Medicare two years from now, it would. Mm. But they'd be able to file that form and say that mm. was our life isn't like that anymore, yeah, so it, it shouldn't one-time. apply. Yeah. Well, hopefully. Um, so my, in my opinion, do you take the three hundred thousand out and pay the tax? No. No, it's a, in my opinion, based on what we know here, that's a bad idea. Yeah. Would I take money out to pay the mortgage payments? to supplement our income uh, in order that we're not falling behind. That I might consider doing because pick Mm -hmm. a number and say the payments are $1,500 a month and and that's how much they're short based Mm -hmm. on his income, et cetera. Might I take $1,500 a month, $18,000 a year off of uh, $300,000, actually off of $600,000 would be about a 3% uh, draw if you can invest in such a way that you can get four or five percent, you will be able to pay off your debt and continue to grow your your retirement assets. Um, the the one phrase that kind of jumped off the page at me, although you were reading, so I guess it didn't jump off the page. I jumped through the page, coming off the back and hit me just <gasps> just below the left cheek. Oh, sorry. Was her description of him and his uh, views? Yeah. Repeat that, if you would, please. Yep. He is quite concerned with the unstable world situation in terms of financial security and has little trust in the banks, our government, or the global economy as it now exists. Well, uh, being very concerned about the state of current affairs, that just means he's paying attention. Mm -hmm. Everyone should be concerned considering what we're faced with. Um. Lack of trust in all of those institutions basically says, what are you going to do? Stick it in a mattress? Hmm. Uh, He decided uh, not long ago to put everything at 3%. If he had waited a little bit, he could have put it 100% guaranteed at 4% or 4.5%. Still not nearly enough to cover inflation. But you've got to put your faith in something because I guarantee you, whatever he put it in at 3%, it was most likely an annuity. Mm. And an annuity is an institution that he claims not to have any confidence in. Now, the, the, pick your poison. Right. Pick your poison. So uh, lots of details here that need to be clarified. Lots of issues and questions that need to be answered before appropriate answers can be given. But one of my major questions would be, and, and I would ask this right up front. I, I, again, I don't know which of our advisors is dealing with this couple, but I would ask them right up front. Will there be any answers whatsoever that you'll accept? Because let me know up front. If I, I, I'm not in the business of banging my head against a brick wall. Yeah. If I say annuity, I don't trust annuities. Well, let's think about the bank. I don't trust banks. Well, there's an invest. I don't trust investment companies. All right, you know what? Hit the bricks. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, this, there, there are realities of life. Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We'll quickly go to Barry. Barry, good morning. Hey, Gene, how's it going this morning? Good, sir. How may uh, we serve you? I was going to ask a question. How, how exactly does a reverse mortgage work? 
do they uh do they put a total lien on the property and pay pay the person a one lump sum, or they pay them in increments? How does that work? Yeah, reverse mortgages have a lot of moving parts. You, uh, if you were sitting with a reverse mortgage expert like ours, uh, Tiffany Shuda, she would explain to you that you have lots of choices. You can, I'm, I'm picking a number out of thin air. If it's a $200,000 home, you can take a lump sum check of approximately half the value of the home, a hundred grand, and off you go. Or you could say, I don't really need that. I need about 12 grand now, but I'm going to need more later. It can be set up as a line of credit that you can draw on as you wish. Or you can set it up as a lifetime of payments. There are lots and lots of different options around how you get the money out of your home on a reverse mortgage. So there's there's no one size fits all. It's it's uh, uh, an uh, what an evaluation of what what each individual needs personally. African can go for the full value of the house. Oh goodness, no. Yeah, the the uh, the mortgage. Uh, no mortgage would uh, typically, other than VA that I'm aware of, VA mortgages can give you very, very close to 100% of the value of the home. But reverse mortgages is about half. About 50%. Yep. All right, man. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Right, 610-720-7900. We're coming up on our break. John's working with a caller right now. If you wish to call in, that's fine. Just be patient. Let that phone ring, 610-720-7900. Or make it easy on you, me, everybody. You can let Alyssa know, A-L-Y-S-S-A at askmtm.com. We've got one caller in. We've got one emailer here. And uh, I'm waiting with bated breath. I've been chewing on worms. Uh, Bated breath. What kind of music do you think John's got for I don't know. You hate this song. Oh, oh no, no. No, this isn't the song. This is a, a, a... This is a good one. This is a great song. Stevie Nicks, one of the most romantic singers of all time, never married. Oh. She's no. sung some of the most heartfelt, love-filled, never married. Dropping some pop culture knowledge. There you go. That's, uh, well, culture. Well, actually, mold. That's something totally different. Your calls after this on More Than Money. That's uh, that's that'll get your blood moving. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, as soon as I looked at, I said, I I know this guy. And help me out, John. Who is that? Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Okay, um, I heard an interview with um, Paul McCartney. Big fan, obviously. I'm really interested in his uh, the whole creative process. I've got all the books. Fantastic. And um, 
caught me off guard with uh, one of the interviewers' questions was, "What was who who was in the top top or top two or three of the most influential musicians that you drew from?" And his answer was Little Richard. Little Richard, and and he did a couple covered a couple of Little Richard songs and and did them really well. Paul McCartney, wow, mm-hmm. that's and. This is going, Paul, who? I, that's uh, not true. Little Richard, who? <laughs> 610-720-7900. Let's go to the phones, and we'll talk to Bob. Bob, good morning. All right, good morning, Jean, Alyssa. Good morning. How may we serve uh, you? Uh, well, uh, I just have a question i've I've heard this on the news recently and i don't pretend to understand all the implications of it and perhaps it's even beyond the scope of this program but uh saudi arabia um is moving away from the petrodollar and uh, that means that's what established us as the world's reserve currency and uh if we are if we no longer are the world's reserve currency, how does that impact investments that are dollar denominated? Thank you very much for the question. We appreciate that very much. The uh, rumors around uh, America being supplanted as the reserve currency, the dollar being supplanted as the reserve currency, have literally been around since I started as a financial advisor mm-hmm. 780 years ago. The shekel was often mentioned as, <laughs> wow. sorry, that's the oldest monetary unit I could come up with off the top of my head, the shekel. Um, the rumors that the Chinese currency, the yuan, was going to be the reserve currency of, of, of capitalism around the world, capitalism, what, what an affrontery to capitalism that China would be uh, in, in, involved in any way, shape, or form. Uh, has been around literally for decades. Um, and uh, what was it, Mark Twain, who um, was uh, interviewed, in, and apparently they had somebody had run a an obituary of him in error, and he said, the rumors of my demise are greatly over-exaggerated. <laughs> so, so, and, and the rumors of the demise of the American dollar are greatly over-exaggerated. Um, if, if you want to have deep philosophical conversations, that's a interesting one to have it seems to have little or no legs um i have been hearing uh, one of our emailers uh the, the quote from her husband was he has no faith in governments or institutions or the dollar or yeah. the yeah i've been hearing that from day one uh people have been making uh, entire uh, i mean multi-million dollar fortunes off of selling fear and uh and uh, predicting the end of uh, end of days in terms of the financial world uh, we have little or no interest in that because I'll go back to where we started our show today. We're the most relevant show on radio and hmm, television uh, financial show available today because we talk about things that are for real, practical, day-to-day, and uh, not uh, pie in the sky. Yeah. 610-720-7900. Alyssa at askmtm.com, more than money online.com. Uh, okay, we'll do this. You know what? No, I want to do this one. Uh, young lady writes, uh, I watched your show last night for the first time. 
You advised one person that they should find a good financial advisor, a good estate planning attorney, and a good tax professional. Uh That is true. Good advice. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ah, thank you so much. I like how you did that. Uh, How do we go about finding this person? I've recently been talking to two financial planners, and their fees are, are you ready for this? Ready. Their fees are 10% of my portfolio. What? Exactly. Okay, so all right, let me. Well, I'll finish, but you can ponder that for a moment. I think that's a lot of money. No, it that, is. That's ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. Uh, also, the man who handles the buying and selling on my portfolio, my broker, has offered to give advice. My will will was written 15 years ago. My sister is the executor only heir. I have a living will, but no power of attorney. I've been told by friends that my preparations for the the, the disbursement of my fortune on my passing and the results from my sister and the government are woefully dismal. Who should I go to to get advice and how can I find a reliable, honest person? (laughs) Well, let's start with the 10%. Are are you familiar in any uh, investment advisory platform where they charge 10% of the portfolio? Well, is it like 10% once and then and then that's it for the, your whole life? Forever. <laughs> or is it 10% per year? Either way, that would be wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. If if the number was 1%, we'd be going, well, that's that's certainly within the range. Yeah. 10% is wrong. So my my gut feeling is that there's a gross misunderstanding here. Yeah. So uh, she, at the bare minimum, needs another opinion. She's apparently talked to two uh, and or three, I guess, if you count her broker. Uh, and, and now she needs, uh, I mean, we offer second opinions. Have we ever offered fourth opinions? <laughs> I mean, sure. we're eligible. I mean, sure. come on. Um, the way you determine whether somebody's uh, trustworthy and honest is that you sit with them, you ask hard questions, you do your homework, you check out their um, regulatory history. You go online with broker check and, and you see if there's been issues that you should be concerned about. Uh, you determine whether or not they act legally as fiduciaries, putting your best interest at heart. You find out whether they have services like um, estate planning advice, as we do. Uh, if they have services like determining um, whether your uh, plans are dismally, woefully dismal, or dismally woeful, one or the other, they're not good. Um, all of those kinds of things can be easily handled with the right relationship. And they can be very challenging, very difficult with the wrong relationship. So sounds to me like, uh, indeed, if I don't believe it, but let's say for some reason she is the unluckiest person that we've ever met, and the first two advisors she talked to wanted to charge her 10% per year, crazy um she's got to keep looking yeah and asking good questions now of course the ultimate uh, determination of uh, the most worthy advisor is anyone who has a radio show and two tv shows that's mm-hmm. the ultimate let's see there's well i would be the only be the one pinnacle, yeah i yes. would be the only one yeah that's um, I, i'm kidding <laughs> by the way the, the other thing to just to highlight there is I've been told by friends that Ugh, painful, and you have to be careful about that. a lot of people spread bad information. And, and, you know, you want to talk to people who actually I mean, it's good to get re- like references re- mm. and, and recommendations from people about someone they work with who has, you know, been 
communicating well and they tr- they're trustworthy and they 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 like them for whatever you know good reasons they can explain but they your friends aren't the experts about what you need to do for how your estate gets handled right, they're not like experts about almost anything well, right yeah so just yeah. be wary of of what people yeah, two two of the observations that a lot of folks make after they've watched our shows or heard our radio um, that have made they've been made to me over many many years. Number one, you give out too much uh, really good information that your competitors can grab and use, and we've talked about this in the past. I, I guess that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Um, I'm more than happy if somehow the information we share indirectly assists someone else. I think it's fantastic. Um, and, and number two, people are surprised uh, when we compliment other advisors. They, we call them worthy competitors. The vast majority of the bad information that we see does not come from a competitor financial advisor. It comes from the family and friends mm-hmm. of the clients that we're interacting with. Yeah. Um, the vast majority of financial advisors uh, 52% at least, I'm kidding, way higher than that, are incredibly well-trained, very diligent. Many of them, the majority, I think, fiduciaries, uh, they, they tend, admittedly, the advice is not all fabulous, but it's not um, damaging. Right. And in many cases, people come in with, well, I've been told, and they start spouting stuff that you go, you're wrong. Every whoever told you that is simply wrong, yep. and it's damaging. And it's almost always friends and family. Those are the guys. They always get you. Those are my buddies. <laughs> oh my gosh! You don't need a power of attorney. You're, you're not that powerful anyway. What? Six one zero seven two zero seventy nine hundred. We go to the phones. We talk to Glenn. Glenn, good morning. Hey, good morning, and God bless. Thank you for taking my question. You're, you're very um, welcome. I am um, interested in understanding um, how I give – well, uh, we're married. We're both on Social Security. We do not live together anymore, and that's perfectly fine. Um, she is concerned about access to my IRA under the current fiscal straits. I totally understand that. Um, we started out with that, uh, you know, a tad over half a million dollars. It's, you know, lost, I don't know, 60, 70,000. Um, and I would like to give her what she's asking for, but I'm not sure if there's another way other than I die or we get divorced. Well, I, I think actually you've assessed this quite well. Um, the, the IRA... Uh, A lot of folks have just decided that's what it's called, an IRA. It's actually called the individual retirement account. They are in in individual names. In this case, your name. The uh, federal government, everyone agrees that in a husband and wife, a spousal situation, the spouse has significant rights to retirement funds, whether they be 401ks, 403bs, IRAs, etc., uh, they have significant rights. Can you simply decide that you will um, uh, disinherit, so to speak, your spouse? The answer is no. Can you give away your IRA without her permission? No, you can't. She, she has significant rights. Does she have significant access 
during your lifetime? And in, in my experience, the answer is no. Yeah. No. Now, could you provide her with monthly copies of the statement? Sure. Could it even be maybe formalized? I don't know if Charles Schwab would permit that, where they would send a duplicate copy. Yeah, you can have like view only access to log log in to see the account if you authorize that. Okay. But then, as far no, as no, the, the, her questions are not. I mean, I give money. her copies of the statements. Okay. She knows what happens. Okay, so her concern is that I'm not doing it right, and or. Oh. Uh, it'll get it'll get frittered by me or the government or whatever, and she'll be left with little or nothing. Yeah, bless her. Uh, there, there, there are um, certainly um, what's there. Uh, let's assume for a moment that that her concerns are valid, and and yeah. and and we're going to respect those concerns as valid. They're they're very realistic and valid concerns. Could the government change the rules? and gut your IRA. Sure. And yeah. and so what are you and I going to do about that? Could you fritter it away? Sure. Could the stock market continue to have dreadful, dreadful performance and it ends up uh, going to near zero? Sure. All those things are, are, are possible. Very few, if any of them, are likely. And none of them uh, does she have any control over. So uh, is it has it happened in the past that a husband has made poor choices in an investment account and the the account has lost significant amounts of money? Yup. And and does that make that person a bad person? Nope. Does that mean that the the spouse in some way, shape, or form has has been disabused? The answer is no. So uh, her um, concerns I understand, but I don't think that there's a uh, a legal mechanism uh, that that would give her any comfort whatsoever uh, that that would address in any effective way whatsoever uh, those concerns. Uh, I, I think giving her monthly statements and letting her see what's happening, um, my assumption is that if she sees something that causes her concern, she shares those concerns with you. Maybe yeah. you make adjustments to the investments based on that. Maybe you don't. But again, it's your IRA. It's an individual retirement account. Um, and um, beyond what you're doing, I don't know that there's much more that you can do. Okay. I don't think she's worried at all about me, you know, uh, bad word, but stealing the money. No. Um, uh, she's just worried about if, if and when I pass. She has full action. I mean, no questions about that. Sure. Um, will there be anything there? Uh, and should uh, I be doing better things with it, or should she be doing better things with it? And if I want to give her that burden, and I truly believe it's a burden, <laughs> um, is my only recourse to say, okay, yeah, baby, you can have whatever you want. We just have to get divorced in order for you to have it. Yeah, and and maybe there maybe there is an interim point to that, um, and 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 maybe that involves if you can find one that's willing to do this, uh, if you could find a financial advisor uh, that that's that's willing to be kind of the intermediary, so that uh, even though you're not together together, you're still together in a sense uh, over this account, where you would have a financial advisor that would agree to be. Um, the advisor on the account, uh, of, of course, taking into account your uh, 
your concerns, your objectives, et cetera, et cetera. But involving both of you in the review meetings, in the investment meetings, in the explanatory meetings, which we do a lot of explaining these days about why are things happening and, and why do we think things are going forward. So uh, not necessarily wearing a striped shirt and blowing a whistle, uh, but yeah. but maybe just just being that independent third party that, that can kind of help um, wh- whether a husband and wife are living together or not. Very few wives accept their husband's opinions as uh, <clears throat> gospel, if you know what I mean. But hearing it from somebody else might very well put give her some peace of mind. And I think it sounds like that's what she's she's trying to get. Okay, but answer my question. To give her what she wants, we have to get divorced. Uh, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't. I haven't talked right. to her. So if if she tells me, hey, I just I want half that account, then the answer is yeah, you got to get divorced. If okay. if okay. if her objective is is different, then there may be some alternatives. But again, I think the two of you sitting with a financial advisor and going through what the options really are, probably in in everyone's best interest. Well, it's not like we don't communicate. I mean, uh, we could do that. Yeah, I I, I can ki- communicate with my wife all the time, but then John talks to her and she thinks he's brilliant. What the <laughs> yeah. hell's that about? Glenn, thank you so much for the call. We appreciate it. And if we can help, of course, reach out and we'll be glad to sit with the two of you and see what we can do. God bless you, sir. 610-720-7900. You're packed up. Yeah. You going to go? I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> th- th- Oh, John's waving me off. Um, my my daughter has a soccer game that starts in thirty eight minutes, and I am forty minutes away from the field. So go, <laughs> so Would I'm gonna go. go. Um, People are gonna miss you. Say goodbye. Bye. Nice. <laughs> just a few minutes. They can they can tolerate I, having just you here for a few. Uh, minutes. They they <laughs> they went through a whole two hour show last week, <laughs> and there were only two reports of actual nausea. <laughs> there was just two. Well, the one was uh, projectile vomit, oh, but that's no. a no. That was, I'm pretty sure it was the flu. But, well, okay, I will say goodbye, and, and I'll be back next week. And, and uh, we'll I'm, take I will, it home, Gene. I will. I will be seven minutes behind okay. you. And, I'll see uh, you at the soccer field. See you there. All right, bring home the show for us. I'll do that. Just go, go, go. <laughs> Gosh, she has FOMO of the highest order. <laughs> she just can't. Gene at askmtm.com. Don't use Alyssa anymore. Alyssa at askmtm. She's already gone. She's two-thirds of the way up already. She's a quick driver. (laughs) By the way, if you see somebody buzzing, just move out of the way. Just, for goodness sakes, save yourselves. (laughs) See you in a bit. 610-720-7900. 610-720-7900. We had an interesting question um, concerning taking money out of an IRA, not not cash money, but taking stock out of an IRA. Is it possible to take your RMD, required minimum distribution, in the form of stock rather than uh, cash? And the answer is yes. A lot of folks are surprised to find that you can do exactly that. Let's let's uh, pick a scenario. You have worked for a company for many many years. Inside their four hundred one k, you purchased their company stock. It's done very well. You're very very happy with it. And now th- 
that you have rolled all of that into your IRA, it forms the vast majority of your IRA assets. And you want to keep it that way. You're really happy with the company stock. Can you still take your RMDs and keep the stock? The answer is yes. So picking a number, let's say your RMD is 20,000 bucks. Let's say you're in the 20% bracket to make my um, calculations as simple as they can be so I don't get a headache. You owe four grand in tax. Can you take $20,000 of stock? The answer is yes. Comes out, gets transferred into a non-IRA account. You still owe the four grand. So uh, as long as you are aware, as long as you are comfortable, as long as you have the capital someplace else, you write a check. And let's say in the IRA, the stock you paid two dollars a share for the stock is now worth ten. When you roll that money out, your cost basis becomes the current market value of that stock. So ten dollars is now your cost basis because you have paid tax on the entire ten dollars. And if you hold that stock for at least a year, you can get long-term capital gains tax treatment, which could be very, very advantageous to you, uh, depending on your tax profile as well. So lots of good opportunity there uh, in terms of planning to make sure that you are um, taking advantage of opportunities as you see. Now, for folks who are going, wow, this seems really complicated. Oh, my God really, really complicated. Uh, it isn't. It's paperwork and a signature, <clears throat> particularly if you work with a financial advisor, paperwork and a signature. But if you've, um, if you've been looking for a slight variation on that theme, you can take the $20,000 out in cash and immediately buy the stock at $10 a share you end up with effectively the same scenario uh, as, as you uh, have by taking the RMD in stock. Uh, your cost basis is $10 a share, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So lots of ways uh, to accomplish the same uh, set of goals. If you uh, are so inclined, nice, nice, nice. Um, we have turned the phones off. Our emails are, as always, are always available 24-7. So if you have an uh, email you'd like to send to Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, at askmtm.com, you can certainly reach her, Jean, G-E-N-E. Yeah, you can certainly reach me, Jean, at askmtm.com uh, as well. And if you are uh, so inclined, whether it's a second opinion meeting or in the case of this one young lady, it looks like we're fourth in line. It looks like she's going through the roster. Okay, that's fine too. Um, it, is, uh, it is our pleasure to give you as much uh, feedback as we possibly can uh, about your situation um, in a free uh, second opinion meeting. And those uh, meetings often are uh, multiples. Um, because it might be about your investments in your retirement. It might be about your social security. It might be about your estates. It might be about any manner of topics. So you just have the topic in mind. Uh, let me know, gene at askmtm.com, and we can take care of that for you. 
Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, More Than Money, about our podcasts, about our videos, our TV shows, and so much more, our whole team, we're so blessed. We're the best people on the planet. Go to our website, morethanmoneyonline.com, morethanmoneyonline.com. And of course, if you want to go old school, you can call 247-610-746-7007, 610-746-7007. I am following in Alyssa's wake as we head up to the uh, soccer game for Juliana. And uh, keep your fingers crossed that that goes well, because we'll give you a report right back here next week on More Than Money.